Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. We have had the charismatic renewal and the faith message around long enough now that people are beginning to talk about how it used to be. That is an indictment that the glory of God is not here anymore. Thank God for how it used to be. But we need to be talking about how it is now as the glory of God is manifesting himself in our personal lives and in us corporately as the church body. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Ken Hagan on his teaching God's Greater Glory on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Ken Hagan for today's message. The faith message has been around long enough that in the second and third generation people now, it's head knowledge and not real revelation knowledge. To many of you sitting in this place today, it was a revelation and you walked away from churches, from family, from friends, from jobs, from everything else. But in everything, in every generation, we it has to become a new revelation. It just cannot become something that is taught to them. Because then it becomes head knowledge. And not revelation. We need to be changed. So that the glory of God can manifest in our lives. God wants his house, that's you, to be filled with the glory of God. He wants the glory of the latter house, the present day house, to be greater than it was in that day. We have had the charismatic renewal and the faith message around long enough now that people are beginning to talk about how it used to be. That is an indictment that the glory of God is not here anymore. Thank God for how it used to be. But we need to be talking about how it is now as the glory of God is manifesting himself in our personal lives and in us corporately as the church body. Let me read Haggai 2, 9 again. And let us begin to realize the latter glory was great. But the former glory, the present day glory has to be greater. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord. Now let's begin to look at something here. The Israelites, the prophet Haggai here is talking about what the Israelites had known. Man, this had, had been passed down to them from generation to generation. The same as we are passing the faith message. The prosperity message, the healing message, the message of uh, all of these messages are being passed down. But with each generation, they lose a little bit. They lose a little bit. They know about it. Now they get this. They know about it, but they're not experiencing it like you did. 
There's a difference in knowing and experiencing. Look at Exodus 40, 34 and 35. The Israelites saw the glory of God in the Mosaic tabernacle, in that tent tabernacle in the wilderness. Then the cloud covered the tent of the meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled upon it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Look at Leviticus 9, 5, 6, and 23. They took the things Moses commanded to the front of the tent of meeting. And the entire assembly came near and stood before the Lord. Then Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. You do this so the glory of the Lord may appear to you. He told them they, they had to do that so the glory of the Lord may appear. Now go down to verse 23. Moses and Aaron went into the tent of the meeting. And when they came out, they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Now we skip a few hundred years. And we got Solomon's temple. The temple that David wanted to build. But Solomon got to build. Thank God. You see, David... Built the foundation. He had, he put everything together and Solomon got to build the temple. Thank God for a man by the name of Kenneth E. Hagan that has blazed the trail. My father that I respect so highly, he has built, he has built a foundation that I am able to come along like David was and to continue to build the house on. And I'm here today to tell you that if you're going to hang with Rhema, you're going to hear faith. You're going to hear evangelism. You're going to hear, let's do what we know to do and let's be what we know to be from the Word of God. Second Chronicles 5. Start with the 11th verse. The priest then withdrew from the holy place. All the priests who were, who were there had consecrated themselves regardless of their division. Now remember, in the Old Testament, only the prophet, priest, and king were anointed. And it was only the priest that dared go into the presence of God. They had the spirit with all. We got the spirit within. That's why we become the temples instead of it being in a Steel and concrete house. All the Levites who were musicians, Asaph, Heman, Jedthan, and the sons, and their sons and relatives stood on the east side of the altar, dressed in fine linen and playing cymbals and harps and lyres. They were accompanied by 120 priests sounding trumpets. The trumpeters and the singers joined in unison as in one voice to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Friend, I want to tell you what. We need to again come back to giving praise and thanks unto the Lord in our worship as we lift up the voice and the musical instruments and the voice are joined as one voice to give praise unto the Lord. Accompanied by the trumpets, cymbals and other instruments, they raised their voices and praised to the Lord and sang, He is good, His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. You want to bring the greater glory in? Then when we've been singing these songs, I didn't know what song they were going to sing. I just said, do worship. He said, he said, I'm, uh, I'm going to end with uh, glory and power and honor forever. I said, that's great because my message is about glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
You want to see the glory of God come in? Then you got to begin to raise your voice and praise, singing together. We have started something oh, a year or so ago. Every fourth Sunday night, we have praise and prayer night. We've been having as many as 2,500 people show up on praise and prayer night. No preaching. Miss Lynette may exhort for maybe 10 minutes and we have prayer. And then we begin to praise. We have the prayer and then we begin to praise. And while we're praying, they begin to play. The anointing comes on the musicians and, and you'll, you'll hear them. They'll rise in a crescendo. Then they'll drive back down and you'll pray. And then as we begin to worship at the end, I mean, spiritual songs come out. One time we looked around, everybody's laying prostrate on the floor in the power of God. We're supposed to be over at 8.30. At 9.30, people are still prostrate on the floor. The glory coming in. See, that's the glory. We're going to usher the glory in. We got to learn how to worship and praise God. Not out of our heads with a little hop and a skip. There's nothing wrong with clapping your hands at the right time. I sat and talked with dad about it. He said, oh, they got me all wrong. He said, it's all right to clap your hands at a certain time, but I'm talking about clapping your hands at the wrong time and dissipating the power of God. He said, that's what I'm talking about. Hello. It's all right. Now look at this. Look at this. He is good. And his love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud. And the priests could not perform their services because of the cloud. That's the glory. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Now look on over. That's in 2 Chronicles 5. Look on over. In 7. Here, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priest could not enter the temple of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord that filled it. When all of Israel saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their face to the ground and they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord saying, He is good, His love endures forever. Or His mercy endures forever, your Bible may read. I'm reading out of the NIV here. That's what Dad says all the time. For the Lord is good and his mercy, his love endures forever. The people, the Old Testament saw the glory of God. That's the glory of the former house that Haggai is talking about here. Now look again at 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 11. Now after ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory... So that the Israelites could not look steadfastly at the face of Moses because of its glory, fading though it was. Will not the ministry of the Spirit even be more glorious? If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory? And if what was fading away came with glory. How much greater is the glory of that that lasts? That's what I want to get to. How much greater is the glory of that which lasts? 
In the Old Testament, the glory only came at certain times. They only experienced the presence of God at certain times, at the tent of the tabernacle, at the temple that Solomon had made. But today, every believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we can experience the glory of God 24-7, 365. For you that don't understand, that means 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. You are the temple of the power of God. And if you want the greater glory, then you're going to have to seek the greater glory. You're going to have to change your priorities and get self out of the way and get God in the way. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now... Let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, honey, we have a great offer this month. It's your uh, dad's DVD on living in the supernatural or live in the supernatural and your book, God's Greater Glory. You know, we, we're offering those for twenty nine ninety five. That's right. And, that, and actually, the retail on it is forty one ninety. So that's about an eleven ninety five saving, almost twelve dollars. That's right. So hey. And you know, your book, it says bringing revival to this generation. And right. I'll tell you what, we need to bring revival to this generation, don't we? That's it's right. On. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Ken Hagen's life-changing series, God's Greater Glory. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.